Hello, this is AJ welcoming you to Inside the Quilting Pot. Grab a craft, have a seat, and let's get started, shall we? Today is Friday, March the 7th. It is about 5.20, um, in the morning. Most of you are sleeping right now. If you are going to chime in later, I have podcasted this while you are sleeping. So, I think that would be a good title for this podcast, While You Were Sleeping. But anyway... Let me get started. I digress a little bit. I could change the title as it goes on. It just depends on my mood. So, it is a misty, rainy kind of morning in my little area of the world in Georgia. Um, So, you may hear my wipers going. Um, I have a little music playing in the background. Not much. Hopefully, you can't even tell that it's going on. So I am trying that just to see if that will be a disturbing factor. Like I said, hopefully you can't even hear it. So, um, podcast this week will be a little short. Uh, my crafty goodness for, of the past week was minimal. So I don't have a lot of crafty stuff to talk about. So without further further ado, I will get started. First up on my list is my upcoming UFO, or not upcoming, but the UFO that I am working on now, which will be my second of the quarter, is my wonky cabins um, blocks um, quilt. It was this one, now that I remember who quilted what when, this one was the one that was quilted um, at the Missouri Star Quilt Company way back when. Oh, I don't even remember when. It's been a while. But yeah, um, this is the one that was quilted there and featured on their blog um, during the quilting process. So I think it was labeled at the time what was making me happy. Um, I think that was the title of the blog when they were quilting it. And you can hear my windshield wipers rubbing because right now there is no rain to um, to make my windshields work well. So it's basically rubbing on dry windows. Sorry, apologize for that. But anyway, so yes, um, last night I glue basted my binding um, strips together, stitched those. Um, got that all done. I ironed it in half and then kind of rolled it up neatly to get ready for my glue basting. Um, I am using two and a quarter inch binding. I think Daisy uses two and a quarter inch for her quilts. I started out using two and a half inch and I found that using two and a half inch for me anyway leaves some empty space in the border area so I went to two and a quarter and that seems to be working best for me and that's what I used on the last quilt so I'm going to try this again I don't think I'll get as brave as Daisy and make um, two inch binding I'm not that good so um, two and a quarter I think is my limit if I go much further 
I may not be able to get it folded over to the other side, so we'll see how that goes. For Daisy, it seems to work for her with her two-inch binding. So, I got all of that done last night, this morning, because I had a little bout of insomnia. I woke up relatively earlier than I normally do, so I had some extra piddling time this morning. So, what I did this morning was um, started glue basting the binding down. But let me back up one other, back up one. Not only last night did I get my binding sewn together and ironed, I also trimmed my quilt top. So that was all done last night and this morning, like I said, I started glue basting down the binding. So hopefully by the time I get home, um, I can get that started again and get it all glue basted tonight and at least get the binding sewn onto the quilt. Now whether or not I'll get it turned and stitched down all the way around for the final stitching is left out to the jury right now. My focus for the day is just going to be to finish glue basting and stitching the first layer of stitching down and then maybe tomorrow I'll get it turned and ironed and, and then finished up and hopefully before the end of the weekend and I'm not going to say I'm going to do it all tomorrow but hopefully before the end of the weekend I would have gotten UFO number two done for this quarter and can start on UFO number three. So I am on the road of completing UFOs um, for this quarter and pretty proud of myself. The next UFO that I probably was starting, I might have mentioned it before, but since I can't remember, I'm going to mention it again, would be um, Celtic Solstice, I think. I'm not sure if I'm going to do Celtic Solstice or something else, but I'm trying to, fi I'm trying to finish the ones that are already quilted because that seems to be the most common sense logical ones for me to focus on. The ones that have already been sandwiched together with their top batting and backing and quilting. Um, that only leaves the binding to put on. So those are the ones that I am focusing on because that's the most logical step. And then once I finish those, then I'll start working on the tops that need um, backing. So I'll start working on those backings and then trying to get those sandwiched and ordered. But in the interim, I'm still going to try to get some practice out. So maybe when I finish binding this quilt that I'm working on, I may even just load a top um, so that I can start practicing just maybe something, a square, 36 inch square floated or something on some 36 inch fabric and just practice for a little bit before I focus on um, loading anything to start a quilting process because I want to get my practice in and I haven't done that yet so I am a little behind on the practice side. I 
as far as my organization, I haven't done any more fabric folding. Um, but I have added some fabric in my stash. Last week I took a picture of the fabrics that I'm collecting for the Quilts of Valor. Um, I also received a nice Quilty Goodness package in the mail yesterday. And I had gone online to Cherrywood um, Fabrics. Um, they have cotton fabric that has a suede look to it. And the quilts that come from that fabric are absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I was flipping through Pinterest and I saw a um, quilt top that I wanted to do. And I, I loved the look of it. So I decided I wanted to revisit Cherrywood Fabrics again. And I was introduced to Cherrywood Fabrics some time ago. I was still living in... Northern Virginia when I first, um, no, it was in Texas. I might have gotten hooked on that or introduced to Cherrywood Fabrics when I lived in Texas because the quilt that I made from the kit I had in Texas. So I'm thinking, yeah, definitely Cherrywood Fabrics was introduced to me in Texas. And I love the way that it looks. It has a suede look, although it's a cotton fabric. It's a hand-dyed fabric, so which adds a little more charm to it. So I bought, they had a bundle that was um, a rainbow bundle. I bought that bundle and I bought a couple of other little, um, they call them eight packs and four packs. And of course, just by virtue of the name, one pack has eight fat quarters and the other pack has four fat quarters. And then the um, rainbow bundle, I think, has 12 different colors. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it, but the reason I went there was to try to order this kit. But lo and behold, the kit was sold out. So I bought the other fabrics to try to duplicate that quilt that I saw on Pinterest. And if I can link it somehow and get it up on, or I can probably put a link in my blog to take you directly to that quilt top or that site so you can see the, the quilt that I am talking about. It has a fall look and it has applique leaves on it and it is absolutely gorgeous. At least in my eyes, it's gorgeous. It looks it's a wall hanging and it's a rectangular shape. Um, I can't really tell you what the dimensions are because I don't know what it is. So hopefully when I link you to the site, if you're interested, you can take a look at all the little fine tuning details about the dimensions and all of that other thing. Um, so moving on from Cherrywood Fabrics. And if you haven't tried it, try it. Um, I think you'll enjoy the look of the product that you choose to make out of it. It gives it an extra little pizzazz just to have that suede look without it being suede fabric. So, um, I kind of lost my train of thought because, you know, I am driving and I have to focus, so I have to think of things that come up to me readily. I don't want to concentrate too much on what I want to say. So, let's see. Um, yeah, back to organization. 
So maybe I can get a little fabric organizing done as well this weekend with the new incoming stash. Not with the stash that I already have, but at least with the stuff that I have recently purchased, um, meaning last weekend and what I received online. I mean, from my online shopping endeavors. So, um, and maybe that should be one of the things that I focus on. If I buy something new, um, fold that up right away and store it. So then it doesn't end up being in one of the drawers just socked away somewhere and I forgot about it. Um, let's see what else. Mm. Oh, I've gotten into the little, let's see, yarn craftiness at this moment. Um, not knitting anything. I was knitting this hoodie kind of scarf thing for my daughter who lived in Northern Virginia at the time, who since then, a little sidebar note, is temporarily with me for the next couple of months, and that's a long story that I am not going to go into. But she's only here for a couple of months. Her plan is to go back to Atlanta soon. But long story short, she finished cosmetology school. She still has to sit for her boards. But before she can get a cosmetology job, she has to have her license. So, she will be sitting for her license. She hasn't gotten her date yet sometime this month, so she'll have to go back to Northern Virginia to sit for her license so that she can come back to Atlanta to pursue this job that she is trying to get in Atlanta. So I'm, I'm hoping everything works out, but currently she is with me um, for at least a couple of months. And in May, she would have been with me for a week anyway, because my children are all coming to visit me for my birthday. So my routine is out of sorts just a bit. So I'm working around it as a temporary thing. And it's kind of nice to have her home. So. On my late days of working, I don't have to worry about my boys because she's there. I know she'll take them out and she'll get them fed. So I don't have to stress so much about leaving work so late and trying to get out on time. And I might even be able to get some gym time in now that she is there because I don't have to dash home and um, deal with them and then dash out. Because if you're anything like me, once you get home from work, for those of you that work out of the home, once you get home, you don't want to have to go back out after working all day. So, I have a tendency not to go back out unless I absolutely have to. So, back to organization. Um, my craft room. Now that she's with me, I'm going to see if we can do a little closet organizing early. I don't quite know what I'm going to do yet, but I do have an extra pair of hands to help me move things around. So while she's here, I'm going to help her help me get my craft room organized, at least a head start on it. And hopefully by the time my kids leave me at my birthday week, my craft room will be nice and organized and, and hopefully I can keep it that way. So to follow on my craft room stash organization project. So 
good news this week. Um, I saw on Twitter that my swap partner, DDR, has received her fabric postcard. Although she was not at the receiving end when it arrived at her home, her, her nice DH took a picture for her and sent it to her because she was currently in Texas when it arrived. And I am glad that she was pleased with it. I thought it was cute. It was a nice, simple postcard. It was in case you didn't, you're not a Twitter person and you didn't get to see the photo, I'll post a photo on my blog of it. I think she posted a photo to the um, postcard swap Flickr group um, of her postcard. So, yeah, nice and simple. It was a, a little buttonhole applique uh, butterfly with my rendition of a bee flying around along with the butterfly at the side. Um, the postcard, they, you have two choices, a 5x7 or a 4x6. And when you do your fabric postcard, you, you cut it out a half an inch larger than whatever end state that you want it to be, either 5x7 or 4x6, so that during the, <coughs> excuse me, during the fabric quilty process, when you do your stitching or whatever you want to do to embellish it, whatever it will take up in that process, it may be smaller than what you started out, so it's oversized a little bit so that you can trim it down to the size that you want. Okay, with that said, and let me let you know, the end result of the postcard is nice, it's cute. It was my but butterfly with a little buttonhole applique down along with my bee was buttonhole down a little bit. Or was he free motion stitch? I can't remember. And the new technique that I used on it that I had never attempted before. When I first did the postcard, I had just applique the butterfly. And I'll get to the little sidebar that I was going to say earlier in just a minute squirrel came by so I had to finish this part of the story first. Um, I applicated down and I'm like okay I did my little stitching for the antenna and my little circular motions for the little ball like thing on the antenna and I did my little um, swirly stitch that looks like the bee took a little swirly path as he was you know moving around. Once I got all of that done, I looked at the butterfly and I'm like, God, this has a very flat appearance. It's nothing, it is nothing here that says, mm, you're a little special or gives it any dimension, even with that little bit of embellishment. And you can't use anything really um, high because it shouldn't be higher than a quarter inch in width so you have to be careful about what embellishments you use because it does have to go through the post office so with that said as I was looking at it it just it just didn't look right to me and I was sitting there and I'm like what can I do to add a little more pizzazz to it so I had some variegated thread 
and what I decided to do was to do what my rendition of a little thread painting and the butterfly wings. And once I did that, it gave it a little more visual interest, a little more pop to me, which brought the butterfly to life. Did a little bit of stitching on the bee, not much. But once I did that little extra thread stitching painting or whatever you want to call it, or just back and forth under the sewing machine, because this was done on my sewing machine, back and forth under the sewing machine, just stitching different stitch lengths, um, little tiny ones, big ones, all over the place, kind of random stitching. And that felt really good, just to just stitch without a purpose, other than staying within the confines of the lines that I drew in order to have a boundary. And once I did that, I stitched around that first so that I could have a visual boundary of where I needed to stop. That was great. I love that. So I might try more of that thread stitching painting or whatever it's called at a later date. Not right now, but at a later date. So I was much more happy with the end results once I added that little um, visual detail to the butterfly wings. Now, back to what I was getting ready to talk about, my little sidebar about this fabric postcard. I, my intent for my postcard was four by six, the end result. Um, not to mention that this was not my original design for the postcard. I had, I cut off on another tangent, sorry. I'll finish this tangent and then I'll go back. I promise. Um, I had something totally different in mind. I had done some fussy cutting and fused, I had fused some fabric, did some fussy cutting, and I was going to use the motif in the fabric as the basis of the main part of my fabric postcard. But once I got that done and my visual thought for this postcard, the look of it in my head did not translate to what I wanted to actually commit to on this postcard. So I had cut all of those little pieces out and the ones I laid them around on the postcard, I didn't like what I saw. So. I had to go back to a different thought, and that's when the butterfly came about. So that's how that happened. So the butterfly was not my first choice, it was my second choice, and I'm glad I made that now. Back to the sidebar for the second or third time, don't remember. As I said, my postcard was supposed to be in result four by six, and I cut it out four and a half by six and a half, and that's fine. And I applied my butterfly and all that good stuff. Now, what I neglected to do, <clears throat> excuse me again, what I neglected to do was to kind of give myself, um, okay, you can't put a motif on this postcard past this line kind of thing. So needless to say, <laughs> when I did my postcard, it is neither 4 by 6 nor 5 by 7. It is somewhere in between. It is actually 4.5 by 6.5. So I'm kind of in the middle of the guidelines for the postcard. The 
post office took it fine. It worked. So, just so you know, if you start out with the thought process of doing a 4x6 and you forget that you need to trim it down to 4x6 and then discover once you have placed all of your things down, you can't trim it down after that because you'll cut off your design. The postman and the mail people in the United States Post Office, um, they'll accommodate you because he didn't say this is not a postcard size. So if you're somewhere in between that 4x6 and that 5x7 measurement, you're good to go. So I wouldn't sweat. I wouldn't sweat at all. So there you go. I'm sorry it wasn't perfect, but it's at least cute. Um, and it also seemed to have sparked um, interest of others participating in our summer postcard swap um, I mentioned that idea a while back in a podcast or two and Sandy was graciously graciously uh, took the challenge on being the the host of the postcard swap and again to Sandy Caldwell of Quilt Cabana thank you very much for being the POC point of contact for our seasonal postcard swaps and hopefully next time we'll have a few more people um, join in because this this go round there was 12 which is a nice number it is a nice number so yes next time our postcard swap comes up have a look follow Sandy Caldwell of Quilt Cabana because all that information will either come from her on her podcast or in her uh, blog or on her blog and when she announces it the next time for the summer I'll try to remember to announce it on my blog as well so I have taken a little longer than I thought I would have taken I am almost to work so with that said I know I promised to do um, some the shout outs from the beginning of my podcasting and I will add that on at the end of my mobile podcast so you will hear a change in tone um, for those shout outs and with that change in tone I'll do my little exit um, mantra for lack of a better term at that time good morning this is AJ it is 620 in the morning on Saturday um, as promised, I'm coming back to give shout-outs to those who started following me early in my podcasting attempts. So, without further ado, here goes. Peacebrook Quilter, that's Victoria. Sunny Cat 54 Fran from NC, and that is our lovely Francis from the Off-Kilter Quilt podcast. Um, Ann MCG. Susan L.B., L.A.P.W., Rowan B.A., M.E.J. Benz, Cobalt Cat, Joyful Mom, Stuck in Indy, John, Johnny Marie, Kath 1492. That brings me back to where I left off, and I have one new iTunes review, and thank you for that, and the thanks goes out to Robin 2. So, I have fulfilled my obligation for this podcast, 
and I guess it's time for me to end so I can get busy sewing my binding on my wonky log cabin. So, if you want to send me an email, you can do so at n2prpl2 at gmail.com. You can also find all of my contact information for Ravelry, Pinterest, Goodreads, and Twitter on my right-hand sidebar of my blog. And you can find that at thequiltingpot.com. That will take you directly to that page. So, have a great Saturday, have a great weekend, and until next time, may all your seams be straight.